Welcome back to my story in 30. Um, I'm Paige Fong, I'm the Fit for Business lead, and today we have Vivisha here. Vivisha, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for having me. Hi everyone, my name is Vivisha Tabaraja. I go by BAV here at TRSM. I am a third year in the HR management program. I'm also in the co-op program. I work as an academic peer helper at Program Advising and Student Success. I work as a BCH ambassador, which is a business career hub. I also am a TEDPAC mentor with it for business. And I am an alumni relations associate at Toronto Med Accounting. So you're engaged. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. Um, funny enough, I've actually known Bab since her first year um, at TMU. That's the cohort that started virtually yes. um, as well, too. I remember that being a challenge really for everyone that kind of came in virtually as well, too. So um, how did you kind of, I guess, adjust um, to being virtual? Is there something that kind of got you through that? I honestly think Fit for Business helped me. It's not a plug. I genuinely yeah. mean it. Um, we got those weekly emails and those weekly emails would have all the different services, different events taking place and a lot of FAQ. And that's what helped me get through my first year for the most part because everything was in that email. And it was just easy for me instead of looking it up or figuring out where I'm supposed to go. Everything was in that email. So I love FFB with my whole heart. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. And obviously now um, you'll also be moving into working with FFB for one of your co-op work yes, terms as well. Too. So my excited. first work term too. Yeah. So we're so excited to have you on the team. Being engaged has obviously helped so much in your journey. Um, how did you, I guess, start to get engaged and why did you start to get engaged? I think um, so my story in 30 used to be like a Zoom session yeah. um, where it was like 30 minutes, you'd go in, it wasn't recorded, you would just talk um, and the person shared their story. And I went to one that was like, my GPA went from 1.64 to 4.0 or something, or I made it to Dean's List, something like mm -hmm. that. And um, the person that shared their story was like, getting engaged is like very nice, it helps your resume and all that. And then they were talking about how they made their friends and how it's helped like their academic journey as well. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should start showing up to more events. And mm -hmm. um, Shab always encourages us to turn on your camera and put a face to the name, especially since we were virtual, yeah. which is what I did. Second semester of my first year, if you saw my Google calendar, it was class, class, event, class, class, event, class, class, event. I signed up for anything and everything that my schedule would allow. And that's kind of how I became engaged. Yeah, and I remember that because a lot, like hosting a lot of the events, I used to obviously recognize you because you were yeah. always first to turn your camera on. My favorite part was also the background that you had oh, that yeah. had like your name, had your program as well too, which made it so much easier to like introduce yourself and recognize you because I'd always see your face, I'd see your name, and that's how you and I got really connected too. Yeah, and I'd be messaging on the side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's been something that's like always stood out. Um, a lot as well too yeah which has been great I love it I love the events though because honestly that's what helped me if I go on TRSM now I can say mm -hmm. some of my closest friends came from these events and like fit for business and then it's always funny because somebody would be like Bab you work at the BCH right Bab you know how to get tutoring right and like I I'm like a TRSM ambassador that's what I, I've yeah. given my title um, it's and it's nice to interact with everyone too. Yeah, and be connected to those like every service really as well too. Because I find when students first come in to the school, there's so many different services that are offered. 
So you're like, where do I go for this? How do I access this? Um, is that kind of also maybe what led you to become a tutor um, down the line as well too to support those students? Yeah, so I was just genuinely looking for a second job. Mm -hmm. um, tuition's pricey, <laughs> university is pricey, and yeah. I just needed that second job. And like uh, one of the fit for, fit for Business emails, Career Boost was talked about, and so I was just casually looking through those roles, which is where I came across the tutoring role. And I love tutoring in high school, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, okay, I'll just take on something that I do know somewhat how to do, so I'll take it on. And being in that tutoring role, it connected with connected me with more students, which meant I was answering more questions as well. Yeah. And like I I felt the need to give back um, because I've got so much help, and I couldn't have done it if, for instance, all of you at FFB didn't do those emails or whatever. So to me, it was like, okay, my it's my turn now, mm -hmm. and so I stuck with it. Yeah, which is, which has been so awesome. And even since when you started, so when you started, it was called Academic Success, Success Center, Center, and now it's the program advising, <laughs> advising. And student success. Yeah, yeah. So it's changed a little bit. So that now incorporates um, student success. So old used to be formerly academics student Academic Success Center, and then um, student advising. So that's now under the APAS umbrella. Yes. Right. Okay. Awesome. Um, in your role as a tutor, um, I know there's like PAL and then there's Academic Peer Helpers. Um, what's the difference there? So Academic Peer Helper, APH, if you see our job posts, um, is where we go based off our previous knowledge from taking the class. So for instance, I tutor ACC 100. I took that class in first semester of first year, and now I'm here in third year. Um, and I still like tutor that course based off of my previous knowledge. We have access to the course outline and we can see the textbook, but we just, students will enroll and we'll answer their questions. Nothing is very structured. It's kind mm -hmm. of drop in, ask your question. Um, PAL, which is peer assisted learning, those uh, peer assisted leaders, they actually go attend your lecture. So they'll go weekly and sit in, for instance, a QMS 110 lecture and they take those practice questions you guys get weekly and they'll structure it out and help you through it and there's less of oh i have this question oh can we go back to last week's um question mm. and do it um it's more it's for this week it's curated for the week yeah whereas aph is like you can come in and just ask all your questions mm -hmm. awesome yeah i think that's really helpful as well too because i know qms is definitely one of the harder courses. Yeah, yeah. And I remember even being at TRSM as well, too. That's definitely something I struggled with. So I wish, wish that had kind of existed back then, too. Um, do you feel like a lot of students are typically coming to you with QMS questions? Or like what, or is it really all subjects? So we have, as APH for like peer tutoring, we have ACC 100. We have our finance courses. So FIN 300 and FIN 401. Mm -hmm. We have Law 122. Um, Recently, FIN 300 and FIN 401 have been like booming. It's finance. I personally hated finance. I went for finance tutoring as well. Um, it's it's one of our more popular sessions, mm -hmm. and th those tutors get a lot more questions. Right. Um, as for QMS 110, it's more slow, and same with ACC 100. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's because a lot of students don't know these services exist. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you'd recommend. I most definitely <laughs> would recommend, no bias, I mean there's 
some great tutors and they're all friendly and nobody's judging you or your skill level mm -hmm. um, I could say that because I've also received tutoring especially for finance and I cannot tell you what MPV stood for for my life I just know it exists and going in and asking all my questions as no matter how dumb I thought it was it wasn't actually and it helped me understand the my lab so whatever assignments we had to do and so I can assure you as tutor we're not judging you because we know how hard these classes are and just because we're a tutor doesn't mean we're like angels or gods that know everything in the course yeah. um, we've put in the work to learn it as well and now we're just helping you put in the work to learn it yeah yeah I think that's really great and I think the other part of that is like you're not expected to know everything so yeah. like if a student comes to you and has a question and maybe you're not 100% sure on the answer, what's that usually like as a tutor? Like what kind of response would you typically give as a tutor? So when a student comes in, you're like, I have no idea what's happening. I've been so lost in all my lectures. The first question I typically ask or first thing I would say is that's totally okay. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. And then the next question I would ask is, what can you like recall like what are terms or anything you can throw out mm -hmm. um, and then we can go back and see if we if you actually know those terms and then work with like questions or topics from there yeah because I think sometimes when students think of like a tutor or upper year student it can be a little daunting mm -hmm. sometimes as well too but you had to also mention like you also um, participated in like the finance tutoring as well too yeah. how's it been being on the other side now um, so being going from being tutored to actually conducting the tutoring, how has that really changed? Um, I think being tutored, it was more like, okay, I trust this person, I can ask them for help. But then when I'm the tutor, uh, as much as I know that I'm confident in my material, I sit there going, oh, am I actually helping this person? Mm -hmm. What if they don't like the way I'm tutoring? Um, what if they're not actually learning anything? Am I doing a bad job? That's all going in my head. But we do send out feedback forms and the feedback forms uh, come back with good feedback. They'll be like, oh, yeah, like she helped me understood this concept and I was completely lost before I came. And I think one of the questions in the feedback form is what is one thing you learned today? Yeah. And they will tell you one thing that they learned and it gives you that reassurance. OK, you're you're doing a decent job. You're helping people out. And that gives me a personal satisfaction. I'm like, mm -hmm. OK, I'm giving back and I can continue doing that. Yeah, that sounds like right up, right up your alley. Um, on the other side of that, so um, the tutoring sessions used to be held in person, but I know they've changed to virtual. Um, how have you been finding the virtual sessions going? Are they in larger groups? Or are they in smaller groups? I personally don't know how it was in person because mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, I started with the COVID cohort. Um, so my job was immediately virtual. And so we do like groups of five students and uh, during like midterms or finals, if we get emails asking, can you extend the sessions longer, we'll increase it. Um, of course, according to like comfortability level of the tutor as well, because on Zoom managing like 10 students asking 30 billion questions is a lot. Um, but as for PAL sessions, they are open to like 30 students a session because oh, wow. they're more structured and mm -hmm. it's not like throw your own questions. Uh, it's definitely been an experience like learning how to use the Zoom whiteboard and sharing screens. I am no way a technology expert. So learning how to share screens and writing on the whiteboards and mm -hmm. everything has been very interesting. 
but I've been here for a year now, so yeah. I can say I'm somewhat comfortable in it. Yeah. And I've gotten used to it. Definitely starting off, it was challenging. Yeah, of course. And I think that's like for everybody, right? Because also like Zoom was quite foreign to a mm -hmm. lot of people. You'll notice like Zoom has always been like implementing new features and new features yeah. and new features. So it's just getting used to it. Um, the whiteboard though allows for so much collaboration. Uh, do you feel like students really like to like utilize that feature when you're tutoring? Yeah, so as tutors, we have like an XP pen tablet or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we get the pen and we can actually write on our end. Um, so then the students receiving the tutoring, they'll be like, oh my God, but your handwriting looks nice. Mine is going to look bad. And I'm like, you know what? I can write with the mouse too and you'll see how bad mine looks. So it's okay. Feel free to write on the board. Yeah. And that gives them more reassurance to like collaborate and actually answer questions on the board as well, mm -hmm. which I find nice because that means they're engaging, they're actually mm -hmm. putting the effort into the work and like grasping the concepts too. For sure. And I can imagine that's obviously quite rewarding. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a student come back to you and tell you like a success story? Yes. Like I love it when they come back and tell me, oh my God, my midterm went well and it's because we covered X, Y, and Z in this past session. Or they'll be like, I did well on my quiz and whatever you said helped me. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice to hear. It's like I'm passing down wisdom somewhere, somehow. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like nice. It's like good karma or whatever. It just feels nice. Yeah. It's great to make an impact. Yeah. Right? Because when you were a first year student, um, going back to that as well too, feel, trying to like navigate and like learn, um, having those resources at the like your disposal would have been really great to kind of take advantage of early on. Exactly, because yeah. as first year student, um, QMS two ten, I struggled with majorly. Mm. I was also taking five other courses, so my course load was six courses, and this was second semester. This is when I also packed my calendar with events too. And even though I knew tutoring existed, I was so, so hesitant mm -hmm. to go sign up because I really thought somebody was going to think I've lost it or I'm stupid or something. Yeah. And that scared me. I wish somebody told me nobody thinks of you like that because um, even the upper year students that I've interacted with, they would tell me, yeah, QMS 210 was a struggle, but you'll get through it. But nobody's ever said, oh, I reached out to help and I've gotten it that way. Mm -hmm. So I wish somebody told me somewhere that, hey, tutoring doesn't actually have to be that scary. Um, so I have that regret for never going for QMS 210 tutoring. Yeah, yeah, something you could have definitely would have helped at least. Yeah. <laughs> it would definitely look better on my transcript if I had that yeah. tutoring. <laughs> but it's okay, we live and we learned. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, you had mentioned like sometimes obviously it can be daunting to go see a tutor. Can you kind of maybe describe what the team looks like? So the team, I can't give numbers because it's not coming to my head. There's like six, seven, seven, eight tutors mm -hmm. and we all tutor like one to two courses. Okay. So you might see us in different sessions. Um, and then we also have one peer coach who works more on like time management skills, uh, study habits, and all that. And then we have the PALS. There's like three or four PALS where they're doing QMS 110 and QMS 130 for that. But um, when you also sign up on our portal, it'll tell you who's tutoring what session. Mm -hmm. So if you book like an ACC 100 session, you will see me, Jasleen, or Thomas as your tutors. And it'll tell you which one of us is tutoring. Mm -hmm. So for returning students, if you, for instance, like my tutoring, 
um, better. Not better. If you're yeah. comfortable with my learning style or lear teaching method, um, you would book more sessions with me. And mm -hmm. then, like Thomas and Jesslyn, they have their returning students too. So I think having that name on the portal also helps. Yeah. And then we all kind of go off based off um, the same textbook and all, all your questions. It's just who you're comfortable with. So there are options, I want to say. But I trust all of them with my whole heart. And I know now if I was in first year, I could go to any of them and they would all help me. Yeah. Yeah. Even now, if you still have a question as well, too, as yeah, a tutor. We help each other yeah. all the time. I know when I first started, there was this one finance problem that our finance tutors couldn't get. And it was like all hands on deck, even though the student was like, no, it's OK. I'll go ask my prof. After that session was done, we were all in the main Zoom room trying to figure out the problem yeah <laughs> it was just it was daunting us that we couldn't figure it out as yeah. tutors and so like I know if we always say this if we don't know something we do recommend you ask your professors or your T TAs mm -hmm. but if we figure it out we will get back to you because we also know that like you came to us for some help and answers and we want to give you that as much yeah. as possible for sure and even if like you weren't able to answer that question I'm sure another student has almost probably the same question or a similar question yeah. as well too yeah the everyone usually comes with similar questions which is why it's never scary to mm. show up to tutoring because somebody else is also going to ask the same question especially if the session has like three four students okay yeah so um you, so a lot of people are like usually on the same page typically you're you're saying like a lot of people yeah. have very similar kind of questions and what they're looking for so your response can either be targeted to, to what they're specifically looking for. It could be a little bit more general if everyone kind of has the same question yeah. too. Well, like I know when I start my session and like some of my coworkers start their sessions, the first question is, okay, like what are you looking for help? Um, we do ask that in our booking form. And so as tutors, we can look on the back end and see mm -hmm. what the general consensus people are looking for and when it's a bigger group we try to cover as much as possible to target everyone yeah. and then if you're more one-on-one -on -one, you got lucky and nobody else signed up it would be that okay what are your specific questions what mm -hmm. are your specific concerns okay awesome awesome and then so, so being on um, being a tutor being an ambassador also obviously being part of fit for business how do you and on top of your academics can you tell us a little bit how you manage your time? I know I know. earlier you talked about your calendar being blocked and blocked and blocked. Are you still using the same? Google Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also learned how to color code. And Google Calendar came out with this new feature where you can label your colors to a certain activity. Mm -hmm. And I have an obsession with that. So everything's blocked off in a certain manner. I haven't learned to block off like lunch or um, sleeping or whatever that is. Um, so my sleep schedule is all over the place and my eating habits are all over the place. Something to work on. Um, but work on. Um, for like school, student group, my other activities, everything has like its time and I would block it off. And, that, and if somebody asks me to hang out, my first question is, hold on, let me check my Google Calendar. And then um, they'll be like, okay, so are you free? And I'll be like, yeah, let me put you in. <laughs> um, I went to an event two weeks ago, and the first thing I did was put it in my Google Calendar. And it was more of like a party, and my friend was making fun of me, like, why are you putting a party into your Google Calendar? And I'm like, because I'm going to forget. Yeah. It's, I've, I don't think I'm overcommitted 
I, I have a lot of commitments and like putting everything in Google Calendar is helping me manage those commitments yeah. or else it's going to slip my mind somewhere somehow. So yeah. that's been helping me. Google Calendar is my life savior. Yeah, totally. And it's connected also to your Ryerson account as well too. Yeah. So if you're registering for, for an event, you can add to your Google Calendar. Yeah. All the details are there. Um, I remember also like adding those blocks in, but the thing with adding blocks is sometimes you have to be like a little more realistic yeah. with how much time you're allotting as well too, right? Like if it takes you a little bit to settle in. I think if we go back a couple months or half, six months-ish ago, mm -hmm. my Google Calendar would say, okay, study period for this, lunch for lunch this time, mm. wake up this time, but I never actually stuck to it. So I learned maybe I should schedule the more important parts. So for instance, classes or like recording this podcast had is blocked off in my Google Calendar. And then those big chunks are blocked off. And then I can go back in and be like, okay, I have time to do my assignment here. Mm -hmm. I should wake up at this time. I can figure it out that way mm -hmm. because I realized putting everything, every detail in, it wasn't working for me. Yeah. That, yeah. I think, again, being realistic is really important, but also like navigating that. So once you figure out what's not working, yeah. how do you change that? Yeah. I think like staying organized and time management, I'm not a perfectionist in any way. I still procrastinate my assignments, but like trying to figure out what's happening what's working mm -hmm. for me and what's not working for me has helped a long way i could tell you my skills from first year have definitely developed yeah. right now if you ask me in first year how i stayed organized i would i would laugh at my old self and be like that was not keeping you alive anyway mm -hmm. yes i did well in school and whatever but it was not the best method and now i know do you feel like the method that you used in first year was similar to what you used in high school? Yeah. And I think also being that COVID cohort, yeah. um, what high school, we stopped going in March and it was like March to September. We did nothing basically. It was mm -hmm. just at home. And so like any sort of skills I had, it all went down the drain because my only skill at that point was like watching Netflix. Um, <laughs> well, everyone else in the world. <laughs> exactly. It was like, you can't go outside, you're stuck at home. Yeah. And it was just watching Netflix or scrolling on Instagram. And when I started university, I was like, how do I get back into it? So I started doing um, handwritten to-do lists because I know a lot of people like handwritten planning. Mm. And it was one of the tips on a YouTube video that I watched. So I started that, but then I realized I'm not even looking at those to-do lists and I'm spending so much time doing these to-do lists, making it look nice, and I'm not even making use of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to admit it, I have my phone on me all the time. I will respond to you right away. So it made sense for me to have Google Calendar on my phone and put mm -hmm. everything on my phone because uh, yeah. I'm going to look at that more often than I should. Mm -hmm. And... As unhealthy as that is, it's there. I will see it, and now I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so that worked better for me. I realized what I'm doing wrong, and then I try to change it. Yeah, I think that's also something, like, a lot of first years sometimes don't take into consideration. Like, university is totally different than high school, so how are you adjusting to yeah. it? And there was nobody to tell me. Like, I'm a first-generation student, mm -hmm. so there was mm -hmm. no one to tell me oh, this is how you should stay organized. Or you're going to need like five notebooks, one for each class, whatever. Like it literally takes so much time to learn how to take your notes. I would never say I'm a great note taker. Even now mm -hmm. I'm still learning. I'm in my third year and I'm still learning how to take notes properly for a class rather than copy word for word from a textbook. And 
and same thing with organizing and that's where like the fit for business came in clutch I would say because you get to talk to the upper year students and then they also promoted back then it was train to learn workshops yeah um, those would have study habits or organization ha habits and everything and those would help mm -hmm. and I started adapting it but then I wouldn't take everything word for word I had to change it to what works for me yeah, and I think that's really important too, because again, like not everyone will learn the same way, not yeah. everyone will organize and structure their day the same way. Um, final question, just kind of yes. being, if you were to go to your go back to your first yourself, yeah. um, what advice would you have for yourself? Put yourself out there and ask whatever question you want to ask. Um, I think in my first semester, I definitely stayed tried to focus on my courses more but when I wanted help I never knew who to ask mm. I should I could have asked a professor now I know this I could have asked a professor I could have maybe asked another student or if I knew fit for business is sending out these emails I could have asked fit for business where should I go mm -hmm. so if you have a question ask someone and put yourself out there no one is going to think you're stupid or dumb or anything like that because everyone knows how it is to be a university student we've all been through the same path somewhat yeah. um, generally speaking we've been yeah. through the same path and just ask that question because somebody will give you an answer somewhere somehow the other day somebody messaged the tutoring email a program advising question and they were like I don't know where to go but this is the email address I found could you direct me where to go mm -hmm. and I responded to that with the right links and whatever and it's that email is gonna get you help mm -hmm. and you have to like calm down take a deep breath yeah and then put yourself out there and ask that question yeah I really like that putting yourself out there um I feel like everyone in the TRSM community is always willing to help so yeah. no matter where you're kind of directing yourself um someone's always willing to help and direct for you sure. to the right resource yeah that was awesome though thank you so much for joining us um thanks for tuning in to my story in 30 uh this is Bavisha thank you for having thank me thank you